Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Low bounce pass into Zubats. Walled off in the baseline by Kaminga Bielitsa. Passed on by Curry. Beautiful pass. Kaminga flies in for a two-hand slam. Running the floor and Curry led him perfectly. Wow. Welcome in. Warriors Wrap-Up on the air. And it's a Warrior win, finally. Breaking the losing streak. After five in a row, and, and just a, a really good night all around. Not a good shooting night for Steph or Clay, but it didn't matter. And in a way, those are the best games, because I don't worry too much about them. We can talk about Clay. He's, he's going through it. He's scuffling. But... I don't worry too much about them in the long run and maybe more to the point like if Steph and Clay don't play well when it counts a I'll be surprised and b you're screwed anyway so who cares what else happens (laughs) so in a way in the regular season these games where those guys don't play well and the team still plays great and wins those are kind of the best games in terms of representing what what could be for this team. And last night, I came on the air after a loss, and I said positive vibes only. I said this was a good night because of what we saw, because of the effort level, because of the defense that that was attempted by a group of young guys who competed their butts off in a situation where they were totally overmatched. And if a couple of breaks had gone their way, who knows, maybe they even could have won. But I came on the air feeling good, and I closed last night's wrap-up with a question. Is an exciting, enthusiastic performance like the one we saw last night something that the big names can feed off of when they return to play the Clippers? And I think what we saw tonight is exactly that. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. That's how you get in touch with us. If you want to jump in on Warriors Wrap-Up, uh, give us a call, 888-957-9570. You can also text us at that number if you want to hit up the Comcast Business text line. But I wasn't the only one thinking about that. After the game on television, Andrew Wiggins' first question of his interview was, you know, what what was it like watching last night's game? And was that part of what, 
led to the better effort from the entire squad tonight. So you see the young guys doing it, you know, so we got to do it too. You know, the way they're moving the ball, where they're playing hard every possession, they give themselves a chance to win, you know, against Denver, that's, you know, extremely hot team. So it was motivation for everyone to come out here, you know, and get back on track. Last night, that team played hard. And one of the, the notable things was the way they played defense. Not that they did it great, obviously, if you look at the score, but the way they attempted to play it, was kind of exactly what they executed at a higher level with better players on the floor tonight. And obviously, look, Avica Zubac is is no Nikola Jokic. However, the last time you saw Avica Zubac, he dominated you. And the way they played defense tonight was anytime the ball went to the interior, Zubac or otherwise, there were guys crashing down. And when passes were made back out, there were guys closing out hard and actually challenging shots. And look, the Clippers stunk up the joint. They reeked like dead fish. But part of that is the Warriors' defense because they were on point all night tonight. And you saw it in the rebounding. You saw it in the closeouts. You saw it in the way the Clippers performed. I, I, if they play this hard and get healthy and are this attached, and again, offensively as well, like Wiggins said, the, watching the young guys move the ball and attack every possession, that's what happened tonight. And even Wiggins, who didn't have a great game, what's really encouraging is he was attacking. And maybe what's most encouraging is he had 11 rebounds. I don't know if that's a season high for Andrew Wiggins, but it's got to be close. He attacked the rim, and he rebounded the basketball aggressively. And look, as this thing goes on, the way Jordan Poole is playing, hopefully you're going to start to get more from Clay on a regular basis. Steph hopefully uh, locking in. Like uh, Kaminga and Moody coming along. You're not going to need as much scoring from Andrew Wiggins. And 14 points, like I understand, his shooting and scoring has been awful largely, for the last couple months. And that's not good. You'd like to see those things improved. He still didn't shoot a free throw tonight. You'd love to see that. Although he's not making them either, you'd love to see that. But what they most need from Andrew Wiggins is defense and rebounding because they're small. They need a guy with the size and athleticism of Wiggins to be a part of of the rebounding effort. And look, he's been a part of the defensive effort all year long, but when he actually crashes the boards, it's a huge bonus for this team. And he did that tonight. Every single guy seemed like they were truly attacking every single possession. And I do not take the young guys effect on that lightly, both in terms of the way they played last night to sort of set the tone and just in terms of the way they played tonight with the better players. Jordan Poole is downright spectacular. And I know Kaminga ended up with 21 and, and Clay matched him with 20. But make no mistake, this was a Jordan Poole game. He, he not only has he now extended his range, it seems pretty reliably, to near Steph territory. Like, I am... Fully on board with Jordan Poole 
up to six feet behind the three-point line right now. Fully comfortable. If you're open, shoot it. If you're five feet back of the line, no problem. He also is just a spectacular finisher around the basket. And once again, you know, despite this being a game where he was more in a scoring mode as as the bench guy he's, he is going to be for the time being, he still had four assists, and he's hustling on defense. His, his effect on the game right now is exactly what you want. And this is, I think, in many ways a blueprint game for what you'd like to see from Jordan Poole come playoff time. High efficiency scoring, big shot making, exciting finishing around the basket, but also moving the ball, playing hard on defense. About 30 minutes of a game off the bench. I love it. And, you know, Moses Moody getting an opportunity to start with with the full roster. Also, a tremendous rebounding performance. Also, a really good defensive performance. And just plays with such incredible poise for a 19-year-old. Kaminga off the bench doing his thing. Again, super efficient. And, you know, the stats have the three three-pointers, two for three, but he didn't shoot those till the end of the game. He was all rim attacks all night tonight, and that's exactly what you want from him. And he had six assists and not a single turnover, and I think that's back-to-back turnover-free games from Jonathan Kaminga. Is that possible? That That is correct. Jonathan Kaminga has played 55 minutes in the last two games combined with zero turnovers, which, you know, speaks to his progress. And look, when it comes to Kaminga and Moody and probably even still Jordan Poole, there are going to be bumps in the road. There are going to be setbacks. There are going to be nights where it's not this good. But the fact that it can be this good, it's tantalizing. And honestly, I think you're kidding yourself right now if you're going to try to tell me that these young guys won't be impact players come playoff time. First of all, they have to be. Second of all, it's going to be harder. There might be, you know, two bad games out of five. But these kids are too good and too dynamic and, and too much of an upgrade over the other options to not be factors. When you see what Moody can be, given consistent playing time, I said it on Twitter tonight, he reminds me of a young Andre Iguodala, and not a really young Andre Iguodala, because he's not... I mean, look, Andre was like dunk contest crazy athlete. But Kaminga's a better athlete than reported, and then you may have originally thought... Did I say Kaminga? I meant Moody. He's a better athlete than initially reported, or than you may have thought. And God, he's he's so in control. And when I sent Andre on Twitter tonight, somebody responded. Uh, Rick, I believe it was, responded that he had the same thought, and it was sort of the shoulders and just the calm that he plays with. And that's what it is. Shoulder, the shoulders and the poise of Andre Iguodala. That's what Moses Moody has at 19 years old and a pure three-point shot. 
And, and just, you know, whether we're talking about the progress of Jordan Poole over these last three years or the progress of Moses Moody over the last three months, these are just reminders that you just, you cannot judge teenagers and early 20-year-old players in the NBA so quickly. So many more guys come in so much faster with so much less experience than ever before. And look, I don't want to have the Wiseman conversation in that respect right now, although this applies to him as well. But I'm just talking about applying patience to guys who I think we have already seen prove early skeptics wrong, at least to some degree. Now, look, I think Jordan Poole is well on his way to an eventual all-star career. That's how highly I regard him. He still has a long way to go to actually do that. Right? That's just me projecting. So I'm not saying he's proven that. But to the people who, after an entire season at 19 years old, wanted to say he didn't belong in the league, I think he has clearly proven those people wrong. And I think by the same token... You know, look, Moses Moody came into the league at 19. He got exclusive blowout, meaningless minutes for the first few months of his career. Only played more than like eight minutes in games against Oklahoma City and Houston until mid-December. And in those first 18 games that he participated in, he was a 13% three-point shooter, 38% from the field. And that's terrible. Like, no one's going to say that's not terrible. But I think a reasonable person would say, wow, that's a 19-year-old kid who just hasn't had a chance to get his rhythm. And, and it's just too early to judge him. And honestly, that terrible shooting continued all the way into mid-January, as, again, he did not get consistent minutes. The first time he played significant minutes on a semi-consistent basis was starting on January 31st. He played three games in a row, 24, 36, 24 minutes. And since then, he's played more regularly. He's only had two DNPs out of 15 games. And in the 13 games he's played, he's averaging 20 minutes a night. That's consistent minutes. And in that time, he is shooting 50% from the field and 49% from the three-point line. Moses Moody is a knockdown shooter. And the fact that people were ready to write him off because of ugly shooting, you know, in the first few months of a 19-year-old's career, it's it, we, we got to be more patient than that. And by the same token, I keep saying it. These rookies playing these young guys come playoff time, it's risky in a way. Again, I don't know that there's much of a choice unless they make a surprise roster change. But, yeah, there's risk to it. It's a more volatile thing playing Moses Moody, even though he seems super calm and poised. Like, he's 19. He's going to be 19 when the playoffs start. And 
I can understand someone in Steve Kerr's position being a little gun-shy with a 19-year-old when he's got a guy in, in again, say, Damian Lee or Juan Toscano-Anderson who are in their late 20s and have been here with him and really have proven themselves in a lot of ways. But I think we're seeing how much higher the upside with Moody is. And whether it's Moody or Kaminga or even Jordan Poole, every additional game they play significant minutes in leading up to the playoffs. In my view, each each experience point gained from these games adds to the likelihood that they will perform when the playoffs come around. So that's what this needs to be about to me as the team gets healthier, as hopefully it'll be 14 games left when Draymond comes back on Monday. And in those last 14 games, I want to see the intended starting lineup, Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney, with, honestly, the three young guys as the top three bench pieces, Moody, Poole, and Kaminga. I'm not saying I want Otto Porter or Gary Payton II out of the rotation. In fact, I think both of them need to be in the rotation. And sure, if they can find some minutes for James Wiseman, who, you know, if he plays two G League games, I don't see why he couldn't be available on Monday as well. But I think the highest upside of this team is the starters with the young guys leading the bench crew. At their best right now. Look, Jordan Poole is the, the best bench player on this team right now. Period. I, I don't know that there's much question about that. You know, when they're fully healthy. They're, yeah, I could argue he's better than a couple of their regular starters. at Right now. But what Kaminga and Moody have shown to me is that the best of them is better than anything else the Warriors bench has to offer. Now, are are they consistent enough to regularly be better than the other guys on that bench? That That's more up for debate because Peyton and Porter have both been really good. But, you know, Moody doesn't bring the crazy little guy dunks that Peyton does, but he can bring a high level of defense and a more well-rounded scoring game than GP2. And Kaminga doesn't bring the savvy and the experience that Otto Porter does, but he brings a lot of the same skills. His passing is nearly as good and certainly he's ridiculously much more explosive. Now, they're also going to be more prone to mistakes. And come playoff time, I think we will see a little more of guys like Porter, hopefully Iguodala, maybe Gary Payton. But I don't think I don't think the best version of the Warriors has Kaminga and Moody sitting on the bench all night. I just don't. 888-957-9570 is how you get in touch if you want to hit up the phone line or the Comcast business text line. Before we get to your comments... Let's get to the shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. And as I said, Jordan Poole, ridiculous all night. Ridiculous three-point shooting and absolutely ridiculous finishes around the basket. 
Poole guarded by Hardenstein. Blasting baseline. Goes reverse with a layup and Poole. spins it up and in. Squeezing in between Batum and Hardenstein. He's got a lot of tricks in his bag. Deep, deep bag on that Jordan Poole. He had two tonight. I can't. I don't even know which one that was listening to the highlight. He had the sort of Euro step through, and then he had the insane reverse. That was probably the step through, I guess. But he's just as fun to watch as any player this side of Steph Curry in the entire league. This side of Steph Curry and John Morant in the entire league. He is spectacular. And that was the shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org or call 211. That's sccfreevax.org or call 211. 888-957-9570 if you want to get in touch. People reaching out on the Comcast business text line. First text of the night before the show even started came in was, uh, hey, Kolsky, what's with this Tyreek Evans workout? Is this more of a favor by his old agent, Bob Myers, or is this where there's smoke, there's fire? Whom would they cut? Nice use of whom. Not sure it's correct, but nice anyway. Uh, Jaden is the one who asked that question. And, Jaden, let me tell you, I think it's exactly what you suggested, a favor by his old agent, Bob Myers. I cannot see the, the, the luxury tax payment they would pay on a prorated professional salary for Tyreek Evans is absurd. Um, and I imagine Evans can do better than a two-way. Now, if he wanted to come here on a two-way, I think they'd – let Chioza go and and great but he would not then uh be available for the playoffs and I can't see them cutting Damian Lee to pay like five million dollars for a month and a half of Tyreek Evans who hasn't played in three years that does not add up to me I think it's Bob Myers throwing him a bone 415 texter says hey Matt Clay took nine more shots than any other Warrior player. Did he not get the memo that he's been shooting too much? Is he turning into a black hole? He was pressing again tonight. Uh, he has been off. Although he, he seemed to catch a run towards the end that maybe maybe that's what starts him hot again. Um, he has been scuffling since he got sick. And he looks a little down. You know, he's he his body language on the floor this year is worse than I can ever remember it being. Not not like he's a bad teammate or anything, just in terms of reacting to his own misses. Like it's hard to remember Clay missing a shot and caring about it in the before times. But he he hangs his head uh, when he's in this funk right now. Uh, and that's a bummer, but I, I, I don't worry about his shooting in the long term. I just think it's a matter of getting his body together. And, you know, when you're returning to the game after two years off and then you get the flu and it sounded like a pretty nasty one, uh, as someone who has participated in a violent stomach upset over the last month, I, I, I'm giving him some space here, man. I, I, he doesn't look quite right, but I think he'll be fine. I still think he'll be fine. Speaking of Clay, we have a caller who wants to weigh in. 888-957-9570. Jonathan, uh, coming from the game, wants to talk a little, Clay. What's up, Jonathan? Uh, I, I feel some... It's been a, um, uh, almost a month of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, going back to that 
game winner three weeks ago. So uh, finally they got it done tonight. Uh, this is probably the best game I've seen them play since the Detroit game. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get back to another one. I'm going to see what happens in April, but all I'll say is, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of ups and downs, but they they pulled through that the defense was spectacular tonight. And uh, I've noticed a lot, through the ups and downs this year, I've noticed a lot less of Stephen Clay, but the the points that you've been you've been making, uh, the fact that there's somebody named Jonathan Kuminga that spelled my name exactly the same way, same initials, the fact uh, and he's been contributing in amazing ways. The fact that the Warriors have somebody named Moses that is delivering, no pun intended, uh, incredible ways as you know a, a young player uh, and. Uh, it, it's been about the, the younger guys and like the next generation. Uh, Steph and Clay, you know, are going to be there when they're there. But this team is trying to figure out its identity. I almost feel like still discovering Chase Center in a way. It's like it's it's especially you know all the all the ups and downs the last couple of years. It's like it's really it's a, it's a different version of this team and it, and it's still, yeah. And it's exciting, Jonathan. This is an exciting thing, right? I, and and look, I, don't misunderstand me. Just because it's exciting doesn't mean it's transition time. But in the grand scheme of things, Chase Center is going to be the building where Steph and Clay and Draymond hand things over. No matter how good these next few years are, and I think they have a chance to be very good, but the best of Steph, Clay, and Draymond happened at Oracle, period. That's a fact. And I don't expect it to change. Hopefully, they have another title or even two in them. But the best of their careers will still have happened at Oracle Arena because that's how good it was. And Chase, fundamentally, is the building where they hand things off. Now, hopefully, in the process of the handoff, they can win. But make no mistake, like, that is going to be part of the story of Chase Center is, you know, opening into a new era that's not just about Steph Clay and Draymond anymore. And I, I guess I can understand how that upsets people who view it from a perspective of who cares about the future. I want to see them win now. But I think you have to accept that's not a realistic way for a franchise to do business. You always have to think about the future. And in the best of scenarios, you can think about the future while also competing at an extremely high level in the present. And and I think that's what the Warriors have a chance to do this year in the next couple. We're going to keep talking about it right after this. 888-957-9570. I'll take your calls if you hang on hold. Also read some more texts. And we got some Steve Kerr sound to get to on the other side. I'm Matt Kolsky. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today morris with a dribble up top guarded by looney Right-hand dribble, down the lane, sandwich locked up, ball knocked away, Moody comes up with it, Moody on the break, changes middle, stops, comes up, finger roll, good and a foul, put the brakes on, and man coming back foul, and what a move by Moody. The old flyby, that's presence and that's patience. A lot of times rookies have neither of those. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Here's Matt Kolsky. Welcome back. I had another P word in mind, poise, when I watched Moses Moody. Poise for a 19-year-old is spectacular. 888-957-9570 if you want to jump in on Warrior Wrap-Up. We'll get to the phone lines in just a second. But to reset, last night after a tough game, I talked about how it was an important effort. They lost, but it was an important effort. They had none of their starters, basically, other than Iron Loon. But it was an important effort. And Steve Kerr said after that game, if we get this kind of effort from our full squad the rest of the way, we're going to be in good shape. And that is the kind of effort they got tonight. And I asked the question, you know, could a group of veterans, when they came back to the floor, feed off of the energetic performance of a group of young guys from the night before? And I think clearly the answer was yes. And Andrew Wiggins said as much. You see the young guys doing it, you know, so we got to do it too. You know, the way they're moving the ball, where they're playing hard every possession, they give themselves a chance to win, you know, against Denver. That's, you know, an extremely hot team. And so it was motivation for everyone to come out here, you know, and get back on track. And the fact that those young guys 
had then the poise and patience and professionalism to step into smaller roles tonight and play well in those roles, I think that should be very encouraging to people who wonder if they can play come playoff time. I really do. Let's go to those phone lines. As I said, Mike in San Francisco, thank you for waiting, my friend. Welcome to the program. What's up, Kolsky? Yeah, good. Uh, looked a lot re-energized tonight. I know they're playing a, uh, I say it's better than a decent Clipper team, but they did what they had to do. Uh, Poole, I love when he's locked in. He's got his confidence back and his rhythm. Kaminga, just uh, those rim-rocking dunks really get Chase going, and they really just stifled uh, the Clippers here. Uh, just great all-around night. They really needed this one. Probably the best performance here in weeks. Um, and now I hope this is what they needed to really jumpstart them because now you're going to play a couple big boys here. you got to take – took care of the Clippers, but now you got you got Denver, who's you know one of the better teams going right now. Just beat you a couple times, and then got the defending champs coming in the Bucks, and then I think next week they got Boston, who's red hot too. So I think Draymond should be back by them. But this is going to be a huge test right here. I want to see them take tonight here and really elevate against these top tier teams here, because they haven't only been able to beat one of these elite two teams. So this is a good jump off start here, starting on Thursday night against Denver. Who's had your numbers? So yeah, uh, they they can take what they get tonight and really get it going um, against these uh, top tier opponents. Uh, what's your take on that? Thanks. I know that they can. I know that they can. Will they? I I can't say for sure. They ought to. This is the time. The last sixteen games of the season. That's the time to kick it into gear. This was a team in gear tonight. Still not fully healthy, but fully in gear. Everyone was flying around on defense and it affected the Clippers now look the Clippers are are like Mike said right now the Clippers are just decent they don't have their two best players for God's sakes now they're pretty deep for a team without their two best players and they did essentially take it to the Warriors not that long ago so I'm not saying this win isn't important but it does get tougher and I think it's a big game in Denver because, by the way, if the playoffs started today, that's the matchup. Now, uh, I I think there's reason to hope or even believe that that matchup may change one way or another. I don't know if it changes to the Warriors' benefit. Like I, I guess of the top six, I think I'd probably most like to face the Utah Jazz, which is certainly possible. Uh, but point being, teams like Denver are the teams they're going to have to start to beat. Those are the playoff teams. And this level of effort with, I would expect, just because they're good, better games from Steph and Clay, should be enough to beat the Denver Nuggets on Thursday. And that's what I expect to happen. I'm not going to call it a must-win game, but I think it's a, a relevant game, even an important game. This is a team that's that's beat them up a little bit in some ways, and I think you want to go out and prove something. It's proving time. Not to mention, you need everyone you can get to keep pace with the hot, hot Memphis Grizzlies. This is winning time in the season, and, and that's what I expect the Warriors to be. That's how I expect them to play. 
888-957-9570 is the number. Bradford in Oakland weighing in. What's happening, Bradford? Hi, this is this is my first time calling in, okay? Um, my problem is that... Hooray! Keep saying, uh, yeah, they keep saying that uh, Curry is maybe not be the ball player he was, that when he was at Oracle, or, or Clay is... Uh, it's got to get his timing back. But I feel that Poole, uh, it's, it's great, and I'm glad he's coming off the bench. But we still, think, we still need that stabilizer when it comes down to minutes or left of the game. And, and, and Perry still gives that, okay? When Draymond comes back, he's going to be able to move, uh, move and get his, uh, get his, uh, his, his cost comfortable and shoot, shooting his three. But right now he has to play point guard, he has to play shooting guard, he has to distribute to everybody on the team. So what I'm saying is that Poole yeah. is making sure that, I mean, Curry is making sure that everybody on the team is going to help and support uh, winning, okay? And I believe yeah. that that's what he's doing. I don't believe he's, I don't believe he's, uh, he's degrading in his performance just because he was at Oracle. But I believe uh, experience with uh, Clay. Curry, Draymond is more important than saying that uh, Poole, Camila, uh, and, uh, and and Moody is is gonna help us win. But okay, but I believe we're gonna be stronger when uh, when I can get back. Well, together. Bradford, I, hold on. I I feel like maybe you misunderstood what I'm saying. I, I'm talking about those young players coming off the bench and being a factor, being an important thing come playoff time if the Warriors want to contend for a championship. Of course, Steph Curry is the most important thing, and Draymond Green, and to an extent, Clay Thompson. I, I mean, and I, I'm not, I'm not saying Curry is degraded, and and I'm not saying it's because he wasn't at Oracle. I'm just stating the fact that the prime of his career and three titles happened while playing at Oracle Arena, and it's probably not going to get that good again. That doesn't mean he's degraded or anything. It's just that's a historic run. That doesn't happen. That's all I was saying. Don't 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 make it seem like I'm saying Steph Curry is faded. Everything Bradford said about the way Steph is playing in the absence of Draymond and the load that he's taken on this year and last year for that matter, all of that is true. And that's why I keep saying, if and when this team gets healthy, that's when we'll see, you know, what they're really made of. And hopefully that is Monday. That'll be 14 games left when Draymond is hopefully back on Monday. And look, I've I've said it for weeks now. I just don't think it's realistic to expect anything significant from James Wiseman, even if he also returns on Monday. But uh, hopefully he'll be available as well. And look, it's at least a seven-foot man capable of committing six fouls before he's asked to leave. Uh, If nothing else, he can give them that. So if this team is complete on Monday, then it's 14 games to establish what you want to look like come playoff time. And all I'm saying about the young guys is I would like to see at least I'd like an opportunity to get a look at what it, how does it look 
if the first three guys off the bench are Poole, Moody, and Kaminga. I don't think if 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 they get the best, if that's their top eight, okay, Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney in the starting lineup, Poole, Moody, Kaminga off the bench. Mix in some Peyton, Porter, and Iguodala. If that's their top eight and then the next three, if those guys are at their best, I think that's the best version of the Warriors. Right now, that's what it looks like to me. Because I do think at their best, certainly Poole, but I think Kaminga and Moody belong in that top eight or nine of the rotation. And I have yet to hear it, but Steve Kerr was asked about this tonight and had some things to say, so I want to get into Steve Kerr's press conference here. Um, And just to start off, I, I guess he was asked about the play of the two leading scorers tonight. Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga. I, I do like the Jordan Steph Clay combination. You know, there's uh, there's a lot of proof that those those three guys play well together. And uh, wait, hold JK, on. JK, every minute of experience we oh, there it is. him is important. And you know, I did not want to go back to Looney because you know you're back to back and another game. He's got a guard Jokic in a couple of nights, and and uh, so there were a few reasons why we closed the game the way we did. We would have preferred to get everybody out with four minutes left, but Clippers made that run and uh, we had to, had to stay with those guys. Yeah. So, okay. That the, he started with the Curry clay pool thing, and we'll get more of that in a second, but Kaminga played down the stretch in part because of the structure of the game in part because Looney has been asked to do a lot over the last uh, few nights and will be asked to do even more on Thursday. So, there are circumstances here, but again, you know, the two biggest minute guys off the bench tonight were Poole and Kaminga. And, you know, Moody was in the starting lineup. So by extension, bring Draymond back. The top eight is that starting five plus the three young guys. That's that's sort of the mold we saw tonight, obviously, without Draymond there. And I would sure like to see that when Draymond is there, because I think that only increases the likelihood that guys like Moody and Kaminga play well. They've both done such a good job of stepping up and doing more when they're needed, like on Monday last night, and then fitting back into the role that they have to play when the veterans are there. It's been, again, so impressive from such young guys. Now, when it comes to that Curry, Clay, and Poole lineup together, I guess Steve Kerr was asked for a little more on that. Certain nights where there's some defensive, you know, uh, question marks just size-wise uh, with, with Steph and Jordan out there. But, uh, you know, Jordan held up really well as the starter defensively next to Steph uh, for the first half of the year. And I think as we get other people healthy, uh, we've got more protection uh, for that group in terms of rim rim protection and rotations and so I think I think we'll be able to play those three guys quite a bit. And the offensive possibilities of those three guys are it's explosive, it's exciting. By the way, you're listening to 957 the game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco and Odyssey Station brought to you by DuckDuckGo Privacy Simplified. I'm Matt Kolsky, it's Warriors wrap up. Still a couple minutes left if you want to jump in at 888-957-9570. 
Speaking of uh, the phone number, that's also the text line, the Comcast business text line. And someone there says, can we pick up Jackie Moon? Uh, let's hear from Steve Kerr. Jackie Moon out there pregame. What's going on, coach? He actually emailed me a while back, and I didn't believe it was him. So we we exchanged a couple of emails and, you know, concocted the plan. And, you know, he he's, he's a huge Clay Thompson fan, and he – you know, he knows how much Clay loves dressing up as Jackie Moon. And so it was just kind of a natural fit. And it felt like a good time to do it, just to make everybody laugh in a in a tough stretch of the season. And uh, he was great. You know, he came into our locker room, made the guys laugh. And uh, everybody loved, you know, seeing him and and hearing from him. He was hilarious. And it was, a you know, just a, a, something different to do. Clay uh, was also asked about Jackie Moon. I believe this was from TNT. Is that right, Sterling? Okay, this is Clay on TNT talking about Jackie Moon. That was some of the most fun I've had on the court this year, and I'm very appreciative that Will could come out and lighten the mood, especially after the losing streak we had. And I'm not going to say he's responsible for the win tonight, but I think he was a huge catalyst for why we came out guns blazing. He, uh, he's a legend. He is a legend. All right, when it comes to basketball, though, again, Clay hasn't looked his best over the last week. And again, I'm not so worried about it because the guy's two years off, comes back for a little bit, finally looks to be getting into rhythm and gets nasty sick. But I think his defense has not quite been what it was, and, and Steve Kerr was asked about that. I thought it was a really good defensive effort. You know, he he asked us the other day to to be put on the best uh, perimeter player. He wants that challenge. I think that's part of you know, his comeback and his return is embracing you know that role. So I, I thought that was a great sign. I, th- I thought he did a really good job tonight. Yeah, tonight was an upgrade, but he's still not moving the way he used to, and that's to be expected. But he needs to be asking for it. He needs to be getting those challenges because you want him to get to that level by playoff time. Because, again, that's the stuff you're going to need come playoff time to realistically compete for a title. You might as well do what you can to get it because whatever contingency you have is probably not good enough. As far as the Warriors' defense overall tonight, I thought it was spectacular. I thought the effort level was perfect. And I imagine Steve Kerr was feeling pretty good about it as well. Some of it is maybe just, you know, being in the doldrums a little bit. Um, I think the attention to detail was better today. And I think it'll continue to get to get better, especially, you know, when we get Draymond and, and Andre back. There's no reason why we shouldn't be really good defensively again. We were we were great defensively for, you know, 40 or 50 games, whatever it was. So we can get back to that level. There you go. And I fully agree with that. And I think tonight showed it, even without Draymond, if they bring an almost exaggerated defensive effort, that's what it takes, like right on the verge of over the top. Without your best defender, who, by the way, you know, is a defensive player of the year level defender it takes that maximum effort deadpool maximum effort level and tonight they had that and it helped that the clippers stunk it was just a bad night for them beyond the defense but the defense was absolutely there 
Now, look, all night I've been talking about Kaminga and Moody being a factor in the playoff rotation and how I think that's what's going to have to happen. And thank goodness for whoever asked Steve Kerr about it because we got got some decent thoughts from him. Here we go. I'm going into this stretch run with – great confidence in, in all of them. And uh, what a, what a great learning experience for them to play, play these minutes and to feel, you know, this kind of uh, pressure being on a good team and, and um, you know, trying to improve our playoff seating and then going into the playoffs, it's all good stuff, but you never know what happens once the playoffs start changes can happen quickly. So we just got to get them prepared as best we can and then uh, see what happens from there. Well, he's certainly not committing to anything. He sort of pulled the fast one on me at the end there. I was ready to say, Steve and I are on the same page. He's getting the rooks ready. And look, again, I think he is getting the rooks ready. Andre Iguodala doesn't need to get ready by playing minutes. He needs to get ready by getting healthy. Otto Porter, I think we'd like to get him on the floor. Gary Payton as well. But, like, even those guys... They're both past 25. I mean, I don't know offhand. I think they're both still under 30. Porter's 28, and and I believe Gary Payton's right in there too, 29. So, yeah, like, they are NBA middle-aged guys. They're guys with less playoff experience than other veterans on the roster, but but they're they're veteran guys nonetheless. The dudes who who benefit the most from stretch run experience are these young guys, and I hope they can get some minutes to, to get them to a point where maybe Steve Kerr does trust them in the playoffs. Because as you can hear from the end of that soundbite, he's not totally ready or to, to commit to trusting them once the playoffs get here. Hey, once the playoffs get here, we might go back to Andre Iguodala and, and Gary Payton. Like, I'm not crazy here. They're 19, for God's sakes. But the fact that he feels... Like they are showing him a level that could justify them playing in the playoffs. I I think that's important, and I think that's progress for everybody. We're all making progress. And that's where we'll end our show tonight. Thanks to everyone who called. Thanks to the Warriors for getting the job done. And they'll be back in action in Denver once again on Thursday night. I'll be back in action tomorrow night. Little Kolsky and company starting at 7 after Warriors roundtable. But that'll do it for us this evening. Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. I'm Matt Kolsky, and I will talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks for listening, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.